and welcome back to telepathy. I'm just kidding. I kind of want to just start it like one of those ads, you know, that are yeah, like... Yeah, what if we do... What if on season three, the first time, our first episode, we're like, hello, welcome back Like what to if we just switch telepathy. up our podcast tone and we turn into one of those like meditation podcasts that yeah. are like, in today's episode, we'll be focusing on the mind. <laughs> well, I guess this episode is about coping mechanisms, so maybe we should do Wait, it like was, a headspace was, thing. Was that a cold open? That was a cold opening. Welcome back <laughs> to the episode. This is episode 42. I don't even know anymore. I don't know what the point of counting is. Like what sort of value does yeah, it bring? Yeah, like at some point it'll, I mean, I feel like the 50th episode will be a pretty much a landmark. Oh, true. And the 100th and the 100th the episode. The 100th episode. And the 100th <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know. Yeah, I just randomly got like a German accent for like 0. 0.001 seconds. Why is that really funny? Anyways, so today we're talking about <laughs> the hundred episode. The hundred episode. Sorry. Okay. Shout out to the Germans. Um, <laughs> so wait, fun wait. Fact. We should make sorry. We should make a post that's like shout out to the dot dot dot, and then on yes. each slide, it's like a different group of people that we've shouted out we I'm, like, I'm doing that. have a list of who we've shouted out but anyways so we're talking about coping mechanisms today and funny story this morning i texted anna i was like oh i don't know if you have any other ideas but we could do well i thought i was saying coping mechanisms but i sent copy mechanisms and anna responds with what is that and i literally was like anna you don't know what coping mechanisms are like so i literally sent like a dictionary definition of it and you were like Oh, because I said yeah. copy mechanisms. I was so confused. I thought that this was some new like Gen Z term that I like hadn't somehow hadn't heard about um, because I haven't been on TikTok in a week. Wow, congrats. <laughs> um, also, it was funny because when you were like, when you were saying like, Anna, how do you not know what that is? You did this like side eye. And I feel like even though like people couldn't see you doing the side eye, like it was it was like audible. Like, it was au the audible side eye, yeah, even though like, I literally Anna. can't type. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, how do you not know what that is? Yeah. A copy um, mechanism. It kind of does sound like something like... Copy, yeah. Sounds like something. I but meant yeah. coping and that's the episode. Now we're on the same page about what the episode is about. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, wait. Is it your turn to do the camp question? It is. Okay. And I have thought of it already. Also, we're in person, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry we missed last week. Yeah. That coping, uh, coping for us looked like taking a week off yeah. because we were too busy. Yeah. Um, but we're back for good. Okay. Anyways, the camp question, because we always start off with our little icebreakers because summer camp vibes. Name, age, and what was your first job? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, my name is Anna. My age is 21. And my first like official job where I got paid was working at Starbucks, mm -hmm. um, which was really a really fun job. Like I would totally go back there if I wasn't pursuing a career now. But <laughs> if you weren't uh, getting a degree, yeah. But um, it was really fun. I was like, my favorite part was like doing the barista, just like making drinks. Baristing. And, yeah, baristing. Um, even though I am a barista now, that was not my first job. Oh, my name is Enzo and I'm 16. Um, and my first job was at a chicken salad place. I think it's I a feel chain. Like that's so random. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a chain. It was a chicken salad chick. I feel and like that's so like niche or unique of a first job to have because people will be like, oh, I was a barista. I was a lifeguard. And you're like, yeah, I worked at a chicken salad place. And 
no shade, but I literally hated it so much. Yeah. It doesn't it was, sound fun. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, hypothetically, or like allegedly, I don't know if like they're going to like sue me or something. Or, mm. I don't know why I'm always convinced no. somebody gets sued. Like, <laughs> I think you... I think you would only get sued if you release some sort of sort of like insider information. I feel yeah. like you're allowed to have your opinion opinion on if it was good or not. If I was like, they don't mop. <laughs> oh wait. Well. Well, allegedly. No, I'm just kidding. They mopped. I'm sure they don't care. If- okay, now now <laughs> I'm gonna get sued. Anyways, um, music and TV shoutouts from this week. I have really good ones for this week. Okay. Um, unfortunately, last week we missed the Declan McKenna what happened to oh, the beach duh. release so I'm gonna do two music shout outs unless you're gonna do I, I have one from the album as well but I feel like we might have different songs okay yeah we can just both do it because it, it deserves multiple shout outs um so my first music shout out is Declan McKenna's what happened to the beach album came out and my favorite song on that that's like that's not a single is mezzanine I love that song it's like you wanna catch so, me and you Yeah, I like the part where it's like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. Brain child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, yes. By the way, we have a playlist called the Telepathy Playlist on Spotify where we add all of our music shout-out songs. So if you want to check that out, go to our um, Instagram at the Telepathy Pod. We have a little highlight with um, a link to the playlist. Also, my second music shout-out, um, two nights ago, MGMT released their album Loss of Life, which is so good. Um, I'm just like living right now because like all my favorites are coming out. Just drowning such in good, music. Yeah, literally. Um, and I think I'm going to shout out the song Loss of Life, the title track, because um, it's just like so, I don't know. It just like scratches my brain. Um, it, it has this whole like melody in it that's just like a, a brain scratcher. Yeah, it's just like a little like synth noise, like really simple, but it's like, ooh, it's so good. I live for a good synth, but my music shout out. So from what happened to the beach, I'm shouting out. It's an act because mm-hmm. I really love that song. That's a really good one too. And then also, of course, sixteen carriages. Well, also Texas Hold'em, but I'm shouting out sixteen carriages because I feel like it does need more love because, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Beyonce new music act two is coming and i'm so excited um i think that this is a great sound for her and it's not really anything like that i really like it i right i'm not even i'm not really like a huge beyonce fan which i i do like her music i just Mm -hmm. like have never like gotten that into her but i really liked texas hold'em yeah and i feel like everyone is like oh my gosh have you heard the new beyonce song and i'm like what happened to songs there are two songs but as a lemonade stan, I loved Daddy Lessons, and this is kind of giving me that same feeling because hmm. it is sort of that same genre, that same realm. So I love, and it's so good. So yeah, and I don't really have a movie shout out. Did I watch? No, I did. I watched Barbie and the Diamond Castle. Mm, that's the best Barbie movie, hands down. Oh, there's so many good ones, though. I also watched Princess and the Popper. Mm, that's another good one. Literally last weekend, the only sort of free time I got around to was watching barbie movies barbie and the diamond castle though like i could like live there i could like live in that world my goal like my bucket list is to make a live action version of it Ooh, oh my gosh 
Like it would be so pretty. You should be like the director that does that. No, like, that's oh. what I'm saying. Like I want to be the one to do Wait, it. Wait, that would Nobody be Nobody steal my idea. This is me copywriting yeah. it right here, right now. Even though somebody's definitely had that idea. But, and of course, Liana and Alexa will end up together because I think that's <laughs> what they originally tried to do. But I, I just really like the cottage core, core, cottage core <laughs> vibes. Um, I just like when they live in the cottage before Slider like invades their house. And, like, their house burns down. Yeah, so that was really tragic. It's actually really sad. Like, I remember being little, being like, oh my God, yeah. like, their house burned down. And their house is so cute. But Slider is, like, kind of an icon. Like, yeah, he's a really good villain. <laughs> no, literally. Um, My music, or my TV shout out, or my movie. Actually, I have a movie and a TV shout out. <laughs> Man. <laughs> We're drowning this I'm week. drowning in media <laughs> this week. Um, So, movie shout out. I watched Whiplash, which is the movie by... Damien Chazelle, yes. the La La Land director, and oh my gosh, you you have to watch that movie like as soon as you possibly can. I need to. I tried to watch it last summer, but it wasn't on anything. Yeah, so they just put it on Netflix, which is I think why I've been hearing about it more, just because like more people are, have been watching it, and it's literally. I need. I might add it to my Letterbox top four next time I watch it. I'm not even kidding. It's like oh that gosh. good. It's crazy. Oh, it's so good. We analyzed the intro scene with the drummer or whatever. So I've seen that part. Oh, okay. And uh, Miles Teller, who plays the main character, he actually did, I looked it up and he did like 99% of the drumming in that movie, which is insane. Like, Maybe it's a Damien Giselle thing because Ryan Gosling yeah, did like all the piano. Yeah, because so I was in, Ryan Gosling learned that for La La Land, which is crazy because that so was good. really good too. And then... Miles Teller apparently has always been a drummer, but he had to learn jazz drumming for the movie, which is a whole different, like... Style. It's crazy. I could just, like, go on and on about that movie, so you need to watch it. And then um, I was looking for, like, a show to start this week, and I started watching Abbott Elementary. I love that show. I've seen, like, you have? a few episodes, but it's so funny. It's so funny, yeah. It's, like, about... It's basically, like, The Office, but taking place in an elementary school, and all the teachers are just really iconic and like yeah the principal is my favorite yeah the principal is like she's like not supposed to be a principal and you find out later yeah. in the season why she got the job because she like blackmailed somebody basically um but like she does but she like job, but like yeah of. the school's going great so like i feel like she's doing her job fine yeah you know <laughs> so yeah moral of the story yeah yeah um i feel like for a week recap we could almost kind of include that in our conversation because mm -hmm. for me personally this was a week that required many coping mechanisms because mm -hmm. there was a lot to cope with yeah and i feel like my week recap is never like interesting it's always like you know just hey, i school. went to school i did that yeah um okay coping mechanisms where to begin i guess we could start by like what are coping mechanisms for the people who don't know who That's are unaware me. with our coping <laughs> mechanisms. Yeah, the people who read coping mechanisms, not copy mechanisms, and still didn't know what it was. Here's your definition. Shout out to the people that don't know what coping mechanisms are. Yes, let me read the definition that I sent to Anna, even though you were fully aware <laughs> yeah. of what it was. Yeah, wait, that's so funny. Okay, <laughs> coping mechanisms are behaviors that of aim to avoid stress or unpleasant emotions. These behaviors can be positive, in parentheses, adaptive, or negative, aka maladaptive. 
problem-focused coping. Sorry, I feel like I'm sounding like one of those like health podcasts again, but it's kind of funny. Problem-focused coping aims to eliminate or change the source of your stress, while emotion-focused coping helps you change the way you react to your stressors. Yeah, I feel like you, if you're in like a stressful situation, you can either like kind of fall into like really bad habits, which could be things like, I don't know, just like procrastinating, eating unhealthy foods, not working out, like just not taking care of yourself or you can like recognize that you're in a stressful situation and like do things that'll actually help you get better, which would be the positive coping mechanisms. Yeah. I guess I sort of realized that coping mechanisms, it's just a neutral thing actually. Cause for some reason I always associated it with something positive, like, oh, a coping mechanism, like you're coping, but I forgot that Mm -hmm. like it's neutral. Like you can have positive coping mechanisms, but there's also negative. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that too. I didn't really like think too much about it because I feel like I thought of it more in a negative connotation. Like I feel like I thought of it as like, oh, he's like taking out his anger on somebody as a coping mechanism or like he's like, um, like laying in bed the whole day as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Telepathy Which I feel like hypothetical could... man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who... He's taking out his anger. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I don't even know why I used he. Like, <laughs> um, who is this mystery person? Mystery I'd love to telepathy know. <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah, I think I think we could also in this episode talk about the Gen Z idea of like bed rotting. Yeah, because I feel like that'd be interesting to talk about. Talk about, but it wouldn't feel like a whole episode. Hmm. I don't know. That could be a whole episode, though. It could. Okay. So I guess we'll start with good coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. and then we'll turn the tables. Or should we start with bad and then end on a good note? It's up to you. I feel like we should start with bad and talk about like what not to do, and then turn it into like what's what are good coping mechanisms, so that people like know what to take into their life. Yes. Because we're a positive podcast. Um, I have this website that I pulled up of negative coping mechanisms, so I'll just go through a few of them. Okay. Let me know if you relate to any of these. Substance and alcohol abuse. (laughs) Definitely not good to talk about. (laughs) Um, Lashing out physically or verbally. That's kind of what he was doing. A mystery (laughs) telepathy person. Um, Destroying objects or personal property. (laughs) I feel like some of these things, like, my cats do like i'm thinking of i don't know they why they love this for your cats like when they're yeah mad, they're just no destroy. i don't know why but i think when i was talking about like he was lashing out i was thinking of like how rue will like my cat rue will like get into a fight with sugar pie and then or like okay sugar pie attacks rue and then rue gets mad so rue runs over to copper and like takes out her anger on copper and like attacks Copper because she's mad that Sugar Pie attacked her. Wait, we can apply that to the real world. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like we can apply that to the real world. Like, so say that like somebody's being really mean to you. Maybe they're not actually mad at you. Maybe it's kind of like bullying. You know how like as yeah. a kid, people were always like, bullies aren't act like it's not about you it's about what the bully is dealing with right like they're insecure they're projecting yeah yeah Yeah, like projecting yeah exactly yeah okay also i saw this one here which is like leaving without warning i think definitely a coping mechanism is not to just like 
disappear from the situation. You know, you need to like deal with it because mm. just sort of avoiding it is not gonna mm. make anything Wait, better. This is reminding me of my friend in college. My friend, my why did I say that as if I'm like not in college anymore? My friend, my first year of college, mm-hmm. and he was like, the, there was just a, like a lot of drama with my friends and him. And instead of sometimes like when we were trying to work stuff out, he would just like, he was literally the type of person to do like an Irish exit. And that was like his, one of his personality traits was doing an Irish exit, which is just like leaving unannounced. An Irish exit? I've yeah. never heard that. You but haven't? That's, that's funny. <laughs> but like that was like, he, he just thought that was like a funny thing to do. Like just literally getting up and leaving. Yeah. He would do that a lot at like, like when we were just hanging out, he would just get up and leave as like a joke. It was like a bit that he did because he did he had all these bits but then he would also do that when we were like having a conversation which like he would genuinely leave yeah like we'd be hanging out in my dorm and he'd just leave and then not come back and we thought that he was going to like get something but he just like wouldn't come back and then we'd we'd text him and be like hey are you coming back and he's like no (laughs) oh yeah i kind of forgot about that until that we brought that up that's interesting yeah i feel like he had a lot of strange coping mechanisms um here's another one that i feel like we could relate to impulsive shopping oh yeah (laughs) yeah okay i had a huge problem with this my sophomore year i feel like it's better now like i actually feel like i'm a lot better with money management same but my sophomore year well am i better with it i don't know maybe i just make more money (laughs) yeah that sounds weird but like um because I didn't have a job my sophomore year or like the beginning of it. But during chemistry, when I would be like really stressed out, sometimes in class, like I would just like pull up my phone and buy something. Like one time I bought like <laughs> the Queen Nicki Minaj final off of eBay just because I was like really stressed about this assignment. And so I was just like, let me have a package to mm-hmm. look forward to, which that's like real wanting to have something to look forward to. Yeah. But obviously in, in most situations, like of course that's okay occasionally, but if you're just using a physical object Mm -hmm. as like a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. that's not good you know yeah and I feel like we've talked about this a little bit in like a previous episode I don't know which one but I feel like I remember being in my closet in my sophomore year apartment so it must have been an early episode but yeah um I think we were talking about like impulsive shopping and like um how like you know when you when your package finally arrives you're just like, oh, that's it. And then you move on with your life. No, exactly. Like there's nothing else to look forward to. It's yeah. the idea of like something coming in the mail. Exactly. Um, I feel like I don't really like impulsive shop, but I'm more impulsive in like if something, it's not like I go out searching for stuff to buy. It's more that like if I see something that I want, I like feel like I have to have it. So I buy it. Yeah. So like it's especially like, you know, if, an artist releases like new merch or like sometimes a new I don't really buy many physical albums but like when Declan McKenna released his physical albums I like pre-ordered the CD so it's like I just feel like I have to have certain things exactly and I thought of another bad coping mechanism actually from a real world situation from this week in Mm -hmm. fact but I was kind of drowning in homework this week And there was many times where I still had a lot more to do, but it was getting really late and I wasn't ready for bed or whatever, like physically and mentally, like Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to bed because I still had so much to do. And 
I was still just in my normal clothes on the day. I hadn't brushed my teeth, taken off my makeup or anything. And I could have, you know, used an entire hour to keep working on homework. Or I could spend 30 minutes getting ready for bed. And then I'm already in a little bit more relaxed and at ease. Mm -hmm. So then I can finish my assignments. But instead, I decided that, oh, I don't want to leave a bunch of stuff for me to do in the morning. So I'm going to get this all done now. So I worked on it. And then I was like, I'm not going to shower tonight. So I just like didn't shower. Mm -hmm. And like sleeping with makeup on is like not good for your Mm -hmm. pores and stuff. So I think it's good to take the time to, you know, have proper hygiene and stuff. Or also Mm -hmm. like I could have done laundry, which would have set me up for success for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. But instead, I kind of just put it off another day just to get more Mm -hmm. stuff checked off. But and that like goes again with the five minute rule where if it takes five minutes, just get it done. Yeah. But instead, it's like really overwhelming for me. So I just keep focusing on one thing. Yeah. But then it's like I leave all this other stuff to do. Right. It's not good. I feel like especially with the showering thing, I always try to find like an incentive or something. So like for me, it's like I don't like going to sleep if my hair is like freshly wet because then my bangs get all messed up when Mm -hmm. I sleep and they look really weird in the morning. So I'm like, if I take a shower like two hours before I have to go to bed, then I'll be all showered and then I can like do my homework for the rest of the time and then my hair will be drier and I can go to bed right as soon as I'm done working. And honestly, I am a night showerer and I hate not going to bed like not showered like I hate Mm -hmm. I actually love the feeling of getting out of the shower and getting under the covers and stuff Mm -hmm. and then and my whole life I've been like that but then recently when I I'm not gonna say haven't been able to do that because I could have but instead I opted to you know keep working and stuff then I'm like oh my god I'm such a failure like I hate this so that's like really annoying but if I were to just take literally 15 minutes to shower and stuff. Yeah. I feel like it would set myself up for more success. And then, you know, if I stay up 15 minutes later because I shower, you know, so be it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Another bad coping mechanism on this list is trauma dumping, which I feel like I don't really do that. I honestly feel like sometimes I am guilty of this where somebody will say something and it's a little unrelated and it'll make me think of something. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, kind of like this or whatever. But it's like a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the response is like, oh, like, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, wait, shoot. Like, oh. I didn't mean to like, yeah. like, I just meant to talk about something. But then, I don't know. I, I That makes sense. I always feel weird because I hope people know that like, when I say stuff, I'm like, I'm not asking for sympathy. Like, I'm just trying to sympathy, talk. Sympathy, won't you come around? <laughs> we need to be put down. With this, our podcast no, needs to be ended right now. You should now. have seen the weekend that Declan McKenna's album came out. Me and Carolina, like, so Carolina and Zoe's sister visited me in Savannah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt so bad for Brooke, my roommate, because we were, like, making Declan McKenna references, like, every second. Like, we went to the beach and we saw a golf cart and we're like, we'll take the golf cart into town and then on the beach we saw seagulls and seagulls are in the sympathy music video and we're like and then when we were on the beach there's also in the song it's like what happened to the beach and we're like what happened to the beach (laughs) and then and then we saw a guy with a metal detector on the beach and that Declan McKenna's album covers him with a metal Metal detector detector. and we were like freaking out and then we watched Declan McKenna interview videos for like two hours but Brooke actually watched them with us and she like was actually really into it 
<laughs> I don't know how you had time for like line dancing, going to the beach, watching two hours of yeah, interviews. Yeah, we did a lot. We I think it was like after we got home from the beach, we had like a little bit of downtime before going to dinner. So we just like yeah. watched Declan McKenna videos for like an hour. I feel like weekends away, the time always feels so much longer for some reason. Yeah. Like here too, like I'm technically away right yeah. now because I'm at home. But like, I feel like I have so much. Like, I'm actually, it's, I, I guess maybe you're just, like, making the most of the time instead of, like, sitting around. Right. But this is, like, a whole tangent. Okay. I know. No, that was definitely a tangent. But, like. <laughs> we just, like, totally shifted the topic of the podcast. We're, like. Instead of trauma dumping, we went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like, another one, which we kind of touched on earlier, is oversleeping. Which. Or undersleeping. I saw that one mm-hmm. on the list, too. I think sleeping and eating are definitely something that can be affected Mm -hmm. and whether it's overeating or undereating or like forgetting to eat um or you know not sleeping enough or sleeping too little or wait that was that's the same thing Mm -hmm. not sleeping enough or oversleeping yeah because I think that a negative coping mechanism is definitely being like oh I don't want to deal with this Mm -hmm. so trying to avoid it by sleeping because it's like oh if I'm asleep I can't I don't have to deal with the struggle of do I have yeah. to get this done or do I have to deal with this or talk to this person or confront this situation? I'm being very vague, but I actually really struggle with coming up with like hypothetical situations on the spot. Yeah, I've I've been this quarter I've been really good about fixing my sleep schedule because last quarter I was just so busy that I literally was up till like two or three in the morning every day. Um, but I would also like I always like crash during the day around three or four for some reason. So I would also just like crash in the middle of the day and like not get much work done in the middle of the day. So this quarter I've been better about like actually trying to like get my work done earlier in the day. And I'm like, if I finish my work by eight, I can like, you know, do do like read, which I haven't really been reading, but like I can just like chill until 10 and then go to bed early. I always tell myself that and it never happens. Yeah, I it still hasn't really been happening too much, but at least I ha- I've been going to bed like before midnight pretty much the whole quarter, which is like a major accomplishment for me. Yeah, honestly, I've been going to bed at like midnight every night. So I've been getting like five, sometimes six hours of sleep, which I can function off of that. But mm-hmm. I think sleep debt is so real. So when you don't mm-hmm. get when you get when you're getting like not enough sleep consistently it like really messes you up and then when I come home from school I'm like so exhausted but I have so much to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then I try to do stuff that I'm not really truly productive so then I don't yeah really get it on time so I think like sleeping is definitely like the root of a lot of problems literally and like it's fixing your sleep schedule is so much easier said than done yeah but by at least trying to get more sleep, I feel like you can be so much more yeah. successful because then your stamina throughout the day, you won't just crash and yeah, you'll be able to... Yeah, definitely. Because I can even tell, like, before I was... When I wasn't sleeping very well or, like, when I wasn't getting enough sleep, I would wake up a lot of the times. Like, if I don't get enough sleep, I wake up feeling kind of, like, nauseous or I feel like I can't really eat yeah. right throughout the day. So I've actually, like, been able to, like, eat... I don't really have a huge breakfast. I just have like one of those applesauce pouches, but I can at least like eat it without feeling nauseous on my drive to school, which is good. Yeah. And school starts so early. So getting breakfast like it's 
literally 6 30 in the morning i don't know I how i don't know how i got to school at 7 25 in high school i can barely make it to my 8 a.m i've been barely making it on time every day this week like that's that's so early yeah i i can't wake up to my alarm anymore it's like that's i can't either or like i wake up to my alarm but i literally can't get out of bed for an hour i have to set my alarm for like an hour before i need to get out of bed because i literally like can't get myself out of bed hey guys hey guys so we were just recording for like 15 minutes or something and i i'm recording on enzo's camera because i don't have my microphone and the eos camera stops at like 30 minutes so i think we just lost like 15 minutes of our conversation which is like really tragic and we're like trying to cope with it right now by like trauma dumping um yeah see a bad coping mechanism would be me just like calling it quits and being like forget this wait why was that kind of like deep yeah (laughs) it was like it meant to happen yeah it was meant to be the telepathy gods the telepathy gods they were like not on our side but they well the telepathy gods heard you say like why can i not think of any scenarios and they were like we'll give you a scenario um But let's talk about positive coping mechanisms yeah. now because we're so positive and we're so happy. We were like pretty much done with the episode and then now we're just going all the way back to the beginning of talking about positive coping mechanisms. But it's yes, okay. We have some good stuff to offer. Yeah. Um, and it's fine because technology happens. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, okay. So the first one on my list actually was relating once again to showering, but I think setting aside but setting aside a time to shower is really important and normally I love listening to music in the shower but recently I've just been going no music at all because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm like we're all constantly overstimulated with a lot of things like that and also I've just been trying to not bring my phone into the bathroom because why am I like scrolling randomly when the shower water is heating up yeah like yeah so like I've never showered with music which is really weird for like how much I listen to music like it's actually kind of weird that I don't listen to music in the shower but I feel like I like that's literally the only time in my day that I'm not like stimulated because if I'm out of like the shower I don't bring my phone in the shower because like I don't want my phone to get wet um and I feel like that's just kind of weird but like Every other time that I'm out of the shower, like I have the chance to reach for my phone or like just mindlessly scroll or something. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to bring it like inside of the shower. Like I keep it like. No, yeah. But some people do bring it inside of the shower. Have I done that before? Yes. But like some people bring it in the shower every day, which I think is weird. I also am scared that like. Yeah. Like my phone has a camera and I don't trust. Exactly. Um, So like I. But yeah, I don't have a shower speaker or anything. But I also think that like for creative people, like being in the shower is like the best time for you to come up with like creative ideas because there's actually some sort of like science behind it. I read this book about it like recent over the summer, I think. But it's like when your brain is caught off guard, that's when your best ideas can come to you because it's like your subconscious is finally working. Yeah. So... That's why, like, when I'm in the showers, like, shower thoughts are real. Sometimes I come up with, like, really good ideas for my projects or, like, a solution to something that I've been, like, trying to figure out. 
in the shower. And it's kind of the same as like when you're right about to fall asleep, you come up with a bunch of good ideas. Um, it's kind of just like the best time. And I feel like I keep that sacred time for me in the shower to like let my brain actually have space to like think. Right. And that's what I've been trying to do because I need to set aside time to be like quiet and stuff. And also, yeah, like your brain is working and thinking of stuff and being creative. And instead of just sitting at a desk, desperately trying to think of an idea, Mm -hmm. you're kind of cheating the system and letting your brain just Mm -hmm. naturally or like subconsciously do the work for you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's actually like kind of crazy how that works. Um, And also, um, I saw like talking about the overstimulated thing, like I saw that this TikTok or this Instagram reel, um, I haven't been on TikTok in two weeks, Um, but it was like saying, it was this girl like looking at her computer and it was like me when, me trying to tell my brain that it's just an email, not like a wild predator chasing me. And I feel like we're just so like overstimulated in our society now with like having to constantly work or constantly like when we're not working, have like a side hustle or like, you know, cook, cooking dinner, you know, like people in the, the caveman era or like the middle ages or whatever didn't have that much work. Like they would have more downtime to just do nothing. And I feel like now in our society, like our brains just think that we're in fight or flight mode constantly. Especially when hobbies are turned into work. Yeah. Like I was actually thinking about it, how it's funny how back then with sports or whatever, or I don't know if this is how it was back then, but instead of just kicking a ball around and being like, oh, whatever, mm-hmm. now it's like there's soccer practice and then you have games on the yeah. weekend. So it's like even your hobbies, you know, some people do enjoy that, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but everything is kind of turned into yeah. something new to do. I was thinking about that the other day when I was driving home because I was like thinking about how much I love music and because I just love music. And I was like, man, maybe I should like, maybe my career should be in, not like necessarily in music as like on stage, but like, man, maybe I could be like a, like a, not a record producer, but like, you know, just work in the business of that. Um, but then I was like, why can't it just be like a hobby? that? Because I'd like to have a hobby that I'm not like monetizing. Because I feel like as soon as you monetize a hobby, it becomes work. And like I did just start like a music writing column at my school's newspaper, which I really, which is really fun actually. But like I just hope that it doesn't become a chore because I do genuinely enjoy just like writing an entire essay on a new album that comes out. But it's like, I feel like we should, I feel like that's actually a good coping mechanism would be to like preserve one hobby that you can just do for fun and not monetize or, or have deadlines with. I know that's what I've thought about music for so long is I felt this pressure to make it perfect and to make it like, Mm -hmm this thing when in reality it is just a hobby yeah and like if I like the outcome then I should just be happy with that yeah which I think it's actually happening finally yay March 15th question mark oh my gosh or the 22nd what if I write about your (gasps) what if I write an article about your music wait that would be funny (laughs) depending on how it's received yeah maybe what if like everyone hates it I don't know but we should talk about like exercising too because I feel like that's yes another good coping mechanism that like I do not do because I'm not 
consistent with exercise, but I, I'm just like jealous of the people who can just like go exercise and they want to. It's not like, oh, I have to go exercise. Like, like for example, my aunt, she's a physical therapist, but she's also just like one of those people that exercises like every morning oh my and she films like Instagram reels of her exercising. And I'm like, man, I wish I could like be motivated to do that. I really want to get into running. And I never thought I would say that because mm. I mean, it's probably because spring is somewhat soon. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of quarantine, I was in a little running phase for some weird reason. Like I've just never been like a runner but recently I'm like, wait, and like scientifically, like it releases endorphins, yeah. you know? I feel like that'd be so fun too. Once the, once the changes, once the time changes, it's like, starts to be that like golden hour time and like yeah. the fresh air and like, ugh, okay. But like imagine, <laughs> just imagine you're like stressed. So you get up, you like put your AirPods on and you just start like running. Yeah. Like how cool is that? Like couldn't be me. <laughs> I could not be me, but like, that would be cool. We'll see. Maybe I'll do like a video of like trying to become a runner. That would be and funny. And it's just like trying to run a mile for 10 minutes. <laughs> um, anyways. Oh, yeah. Another coping mechanism. Coping coping mechanism. I need to articulate. Another copying me- mechanism. Yes. Copying. Um, at first I was like, oh, did we explain that? I was like, <laughs> we didn't lose the entire episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, writing a letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't even have to be like official journaling where you're having pretty handwriting in your little bullet journal. Even if you're just brain dumping in your notes app and you're kind of just writing to your future self that is thriving and you're like, hey, I'm stressed right now. I know you're probably thriving right now, but this is how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Also, I think identifying emotions is really important. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really want to start doing more. So kind of like when you're spiraling or just stressed out about multiple things um, or just when multiple things are negatively affecting your emotions, just sort of identifying them in saying, okay, I'm sad about this. This is making me a bit angry. This is making me stressed. This is making me disappointed. Um, and of course, like there's more emotions out there than that. You know, watch Inside Out. Say that thing that about Alicia Marie, the thing Alicia oh, Marie said. Yes, yes. It's funny oh trying gosh. to like recreate um, a conversation that we just had because like it feels like a fever it, dream now. It feels like weird because some like some of the things I've actually like said exactly what I said word for word, and I like when you say something, I'm like, oh, that's my cue to say this. But also we've we've said a few new things too, and it's like unintentionally too because this is funny. We have a little outline, and. It's like when you say something and it prompts me to say something. Yeah. I and I'm like, like, oh, let me say this. Like and I'm like, wait, I did say this. Because you said like, we're having like tel- telepathy moment because I'm like, okay. Yeah. You said this and now it's my cue to say this. Okay. The Alicia Marie thing though. How, how did you know that I was thinking about that? Oh my God. Yeah. What the heck? Um, okay. So she was saying with dealing with anxiety that a helpful thing can be to tell yourself like, or to ask yourself, what is my next thought going to be? Mm-hmm. And it kind of like glitches the system and kind of slows everything down and you're like wait what am I thinking about next because then you're thinking about things more logically and less sometimes my thoughts I couldn't even say it out loud because it's like a five second thought do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. or when you think something but it's like a millisecond thought yeah it's like not like it's like you don't even recognize that it's a thought it's just like there yeah and it's like, oh my God, how's my brain even operating this fast? Yeah. But yeah, I need to try that to see how that even 
helps mm-hmm. because it, it's it's a cool concept because if yeah, i think about is. like what am i going to think about next yeah then you more rationally think about okay what is next on the to-do list like we got this mm-hmm. and i guess the last thing um canceling plans it can mm-hmm. be a positive or a negative so mm-hmm. i think we should talk about that mm-hmm. yeah huh yeah that's interesting i feel like for me canceling plans is kind of a negative thing even though i'm an introvert like if i have a plan i'm usually really looking forward to it for some i'm just like i just love like doing things i guess and if i cancel a plan i feel like a failure and i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe i am just choosing to like lay in bed instead of do this thing right it depends on what it is though too because if it's like hanging out with friends I you I've I've never just like canceled plans on a friend I don't think but unless I just like literally can't go, but if it's something like an extra, <laughs> but if it's something like an extra commitment that you realize is just gonna like waste your time I feel like that's a good idea to cancel. Right, and I also love surrounding myself with people who don't drain my social battery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and obviously when you're hanging out with somebody, maybe newer it does require a little bit more like Mm -hmm. because you know you're getting to know somebody but i do love people that i've known for so long and it's just like we could sit in a silent room for an hour and it's not awkward or it's not boring or whatever but i think it is definitely okay to kind of tell somebody like you know i love you you know but i can't do this tonight because you know it's been a rough week i need to just like yeah rot on my bed mm-hmm. um bed rotting question bed mark. Rotting. i feel like we could episode. do a whole episode on that actually we literally could um but I we think could it like also look is... it back into the science of like or like not the science but like the evolution of how we got from like taking a nap to bed rotting like i feel like that would be really yeah. interesting next episode but i also feel like socializing can be a really positive coping mechanism not socializing just having plans because there are some times where I feel like I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I have all these due dates and stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, and then I have to do this and go see this person. And then I kind of have to slow myself down and realize like, wait, this is for fun. This yeah. is not another thing to do. Like you do enjoy yeah. hanging out with this person and then I go and then I feel so much more relieved. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a good thing. Okay, cool. I feel like we covered a lot of things. I know. We actually were able to save like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's, or not save it, but revive it. Yeah. It's funny because going into this episode, I was like, I kind of knew what we were going to talk about, but not really. But I liked how we had like an kind of an anecdote about each topic that we could like relate to our lives. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. So, yeah. So go out in the world, do amazing things, cope. Just uh, cope. Shout out to the people who are coping. Shout out to the copers. <laughs> shout out to Copper. Copper in his dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, who gets all of uh, the cat's anger Angry taken out on him. For a full circle discussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go follow our Instagram at the telepathy pod. Check out our YouTube channels, Anna Catherine and... And so Antonio, <laughs> also, I thought of one more really positive coping mechanism. Okay. And this is 100% guaranteed. But like listening to specifically this one podcast, mm-hmm. it's called Telepathy, I think, with 
and so tune in in a Catherine. Why did I not see where you were going with that? I, like, really? Literally... That's the second time. It was in the Grammys episode two where you did where I was like, and podcast of the year goes to. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally was like, I'm going to write this down. I'm like excited to hear about a new podcast. <laughs> lol um, okay listen to our podcast we have other episodes yeah go follow our telepathy playlist our telepathy letterboxed true we need to like promote that it's at and so oh, update it too i'll add barbie and the diamond castle I'll to add, it i'll add the link to that on our stories this week yeah it's under my letterboxed at and antonio and it is and add whiplash true um yeah and it's the diary no, not diary. The list called Telepathy Movie Shoutouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll put a link to that on the stories this week. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another interesting episode. And yeah, go cope. However you go do cope. plan to. <laughs> Could do it positively, hopefully. Yes. Go run. Be a runner. Shout yeah. out to the runners. Okay. Bye. Bye.